2: in the nation welcome to it well mount gummore has officially opened it has i just this is a public service announcement the old the, the old front door is no longer uh, an entrance to the range because it's too far away it's closest to the 50 yard range we have two new front doors if you're standing at gun for hire and looking at the old building head on Just look to your left and you'll see a new entrance on the corner of McBride and Lackawanna. If you park in the back of the range or go around, all you have to do is go into the new side entrance and side parking lot we set up. Uh, All day people are calling us from the old lobby (laughs) saying we're closed and they can't get in. We have signs, we have A-frames, we have black and red balloons leading to the new address, the new entrance of the building. So please head on a swivel, people. (laughs) What do we talk about all the time? This- <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I watch it on a camera. Condition like, oh, white. The other day, I went and I grabbed three people from New York. They were getting a car and leaving, and the one kid almost tripped over the sign that said "New Range of course, Entrance, this way." Not? Sure. There so you go. Um, situational awareness. So what is uh, opened? So now we have four ranges. Range one is uh, fifty yards, six ports. Nice. Range two is 13 ports, 25 yards for renters only. Nice. Range three is 10 ports, 25 yards, brand new. I don't know what I'm doing with that range yet. It's pro- it could be overflow for members. It's going to be for competitions. It's going to be for uh, matches. It is going to be for leagues like the Northern New Jersey Police Revolver League, Glock Shooting Sports Foundation matches, et cetera. And then range four is 25 yards, 15 ports, members only. If you have your own guns and you're a member, this is your range to come in and use. Huge retail area is being built as we speak, Uh, a nice area where you could chill out and relax, as well as uh, vending machines. On the weekends, we'll have quarantine crawl food, tons of new uh, parking spaces. We will be having A grand reopening shortly where your poker chips will come into play. And also, if you were in the tip of the spear raffle to win the Spartan Dory because you donated to the 5-2-A families, that has not been forgotten. I'm getting a lot of uh, messages from people asking if it's been forgotten. It has not been forgotten. So I want to thank everybody for the support. We're taping the show now. I'm watching people pull on the closed doors with the new sign that says that the new range is to the left, um, right next to the A-frames with the black and red balloons trail. You can follow the black and red foil balloons to the new entrance. So I'm just watching it all day. Um, It's really tough. I might have to move my – if I still smoke cigars like 10 a day, I would just sit out there all day. And carry and people point. over there. No, I, just ca- I would carry them Yoda style. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have to put a new uh, new hardware on that door because it's going to get pulled off the frame. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, guys. I really am. Uh, I know a lot of people listened uh, to our um, – uh, a lot of people talk to our um, – <laughs> Listen to our um, – September 11th tribute that you did, Sandy, which was quite gripping, and we got a lot of feedback from that. And it's hard to imagine that September 11th is 20 years ago. Yeah. Today, as a matter of fact. It's nope. Sorry. Yesterday. yesterday.
1: <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yesterday. It's um, also hard to believe that you know uh, the enemy that we were fighting from the eighth century. Uh, we just handed over 85 billion dollars worth of high tech stuff. Because, you know, why should you why should our enemies fight us with sticks and rocks uh, when they can have uh, the best in uh, in military hardware, courtesy of the same people that you wiped out on September
2: 11th? And just to put everything in perspective, um, the State Department and the United Nations issued a statement to the new Taliban government that it's doesn't have any diversity. Uh, yeah, I, right. They have to have, uh, uh, you know, non-binary
1: uh, people, which is, uh, hold your breath on that. One. I would love
2: <laughs> to see when those guys read that. Yeah, exactly right. I would love to see the expressions on the face and what what they did with that correspondence. Let me tell you, don't even talk to me about the State Department. I,
1: I you know, I, I uh, support a couple of organizations, one um, that in in its full time thing is is we're talking about class A oper- operators who make up this organization who go in behind enemy lines and uh, deal with the human trafficking issues which is a very big um, issue for, for me um, and we uh, raised a tremendous amount of money to go there with. Uh, chartered aircraft we cannot get the aircraft off the ground because of the State Department who's holding clearances on passport holding uh, y- you know US passport holding citizens who it will not let out of the country and the red tape is ridiculous <clears throat> they they have been absolutely zero help and leaving people behind I, because I don't know why maybe there's just it's just pure evil at this point. And I think it's more stupidity. I think it's more ineptitude than stupidity. I don't know, man. At this point, it is just, I, I, I can't even talk about some of the stuff that's been going on. I mean, th- these people are putting their lives at risk going in there uh, to get out citizens who the State Department should have taken, who the, the United States government should have taken out themselves. But here are citizens of the United States going back because we left people behind to try to get those people out and get our get friendlies out
2: who have been working with the State Department, who they just abandoned there. Right, you want an example of where we're at with wokeism and promoting people that shouldn't be promoted? Okay. Lieutenant General Maria Gervais <laughs> tweeted, okay, this picture is worth a thousand words thanks to these American heroes. Hashtag grateful, and she flicked a picture of about a thousand British soldiers, <laughs> not U.S. troops. Okay. Yeah, I guess the Army War College ain't what it used to be. Huh? So maybe, maybe this that's why happens. our military left so many Americans behind. Our yeah, generals maybe, didn't yeah, recognize maybe, yeah. them.
1: That's true. Yeah, maybe they didn't recognize them. That they were actually uh, uh, may- you know Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she needs to get out of the office a little uh, more. A little more, maybe. And this is what happens when we have uh, hiring uh, that has uh, got to
2: look like uh, crayon um, box. Cr- crayon
1: box, yeah. Yeah.
2: Great. So what's interesting <clears throat> is that <laughs> it's interesting that people attacked her saying, you know, this is an incredible own. This is your military brass America, illiterate and unable to tell U.S. from U.K. troops. I mean, seriously, Sandy. This this is what we're dealing with. She doesn't even know the difference between the two. She just saw a picture and tweeted it. She's a three star general. (laughs) Sadly, yeah, exactly. Sadly, Uh, how how ridiculous. So, for for you out there that uh, that always say, what what are we doing for your two A rights in New Jersey? You know, I'm very sensitive to that because I'm uh, on the board of the NRA. I'm the vice president of the NJRPC, and I support all the other two-way organizations on this show as well as financially and any advertising they need whatsoever. So November 3rd, the Corlett case will be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court. All right, it was distributed for conference. It was granted cert, and it will be heard. But on another note, uh, Lou Napin came in, uh, uh, two days ago, to pick up uh, a gun that he ordered from the CMP. And he gave me a little printout from the uh, SCOTUS blog, Supreme Court blog, and a bunch of cases... Wait, how come
1: he got his weapon from the CMP and I'm still on the waiting list and
2: didn't get notified yet? He's waiting two years for this gun. Oh, okay. All right, I'm so, only waiting a year. So, so Lou gave me this list. This is These are going to be distributed for conference on September 27th. One of them is out of the uh, Sixth Circuit. It's Kehy versus Marquise. It's a uh, failure to give self defense instruction to two a case. This case is from the Knappen law firm before the US Supreme Court. All right, and it's Russell versus New Jersey. And it challenges to New Jersey's good clause public safety law. This case could get enjoined with the Corlett case because Lou Knappen wrote at the end of this case. That the Supreme Court should enjoin this with Corlett because there's a good chance Corlett, uh, the, the New York is going to change the laws last minute yeah. like they did with the other law where you couldn't leave the, the five barrels. remember? Right. The next case that's been distributed for conference, ladies and gentlemen, September 27th, is the ANGRPC NRA-backed 10-round magazine ban challenge. OK, there's a good chance the Supreme Court picked this up. Another case that Sandy and I have been uh, reporting on for the longest time is out of the Ninth Circuit. It's Young versus Hawaii. Yeah. This is also challenging Hawaii's restrictive open carry law. This case could also get enjoined with Russell from the Napin Law Firm and the Corlett from the New York State Rifle and Pistol. We could have three cases now that could be enjoined. Yep. Then we have Weber versus Ohio, which is challenged to Ohio law barry, barring carrying using firearms while intoxicated. I don't know where that one's going. I don't know about that one. And then uh, the Wisconsin Sup- Supreme Court, Roundtree versus Wisconsin, is a challenge to state law prohibiting firearm possession by a nonviolent felon. So the three cases I'm worried about right now is Russell versus New Jersey, which is Knappen, A.N.J.R.P.C. versus Gruel, which is 10-round mag ban, and Young versus Hawaii, which is a carry, which is similar to Corlett, and the Knappen case. So we'll see. Now, they get distributed for conference September 27th. That does not mean they're going to be picked up or granted cert or anything that day. They could go weeks, 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 months, months, months. Then they could get dropped. They could get enjoined. They could get modified. There's many things that the Supreme Court can do. So for all you haters out there, we have a lot going on, and unfortunately, it's all at the Roberts Compromised U.S. Supreme Court, but that's all we have, ladies and gentlemen. That is all we have. So next, I'd like to thank Darren Goins and everybody at the NRA, uh, the NRA Institute for Legislative Action. They just uh, submitted their uh, political victory endorsements, their grades for this election cycle. So if you don't know where to find it, it's really, really simple. It's nrapvf.org, and you click on grades, nrapvf.org, and you click on grades. Current election, select by state. They have California, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia right now. So in the general election for governor, they're giving uh, Chitterelli a B plus. Obviously, Murphy is an F. I'll go over some jewels in the state senate. Mike Testa is an A+. Uh, Edward Durr, who I'm endorsing, he's State Senate District 3, got a question mark. He might not have gotten his questionnaire in in time, so I would say go with him, please, if you can. Uh, Christopher Connors is an incumbent in District 9. He's also A-rated. Declan O'Scanlan, uh, District 13, true NRA uh, 2A champion. He's an A. Um, let me see who else if I go down here. Is there anybody else? Michael Daughtry is an A plus Stephen Oroho is an A plus Anthony Bucco jr. is an A Joe Panacio is an A Robert Singer is an A. I would endorse all of them, and Kristen Carrado as well. Then, if I go to the state assembly there 's a bunch listed in the assembly i 'm not going to go through them all it 'll take me all day i 'm just going to look and see Robert Auth obviously. We want to endorse fully. There's a lot of open races here. But, you know, people all the time will send me a thing and say, who do I vote for? And this is all I do is I just take this link yeah. and I send it right. to them. And you can find it yourself, nrapvf.org, okay, nrapvf.org. Everybody's ratings here. Parker Space, uh, Harold Withs is on there, John DeMeo. You want to go through it all, We, you know, if we could flip anything. Anything is better than nothing, ladies and gentlemen. So whatever we could do to stick together, go to nrapvf.org, Political Victory Fund. And let me tell you something. Darren and the guys, they spend a lot of time on this. They send out questionnaires. They get back to the legislators to clarify anything. And it's not just a questionnaire. They look at statements they've made in the past. They look at any way they voted if they're existing Uh, if they've had existing political or public office. It's not just a roll of the dice. There's a lot of serious consideration going in there. And if you see one of somebody in your district rated an AQ with a question mark, that means that they filled it out. They've been checked out, but they've never held political office and cast a vote for or against gun rights yet. So that's why they get the Q. They'll lose the Q once they prove That they're right by our side, and they'll get an A, and if they show they're really, really supportive of us, that's when you'll see an A-plus rating. Okay, I want to make a celebration. You ready? Yes. David Chipman has been withdrawn as the ATF director by the (laughs) Biden administration. Gee, that's horrible news. Yes. I hope everyone out there is happy. He's the second major uh, nominee withdrawn by Biden after former OMB pick Nira Tandon. I don't know anything about that one, but Chipman had a jaded record, uh, you know, with the Branch Davidian, Waco, and I don't know. I I heard some racist stuff too. There was, you know, some African American. ATF agents or something, you know, again, it it could be like uh, Kavanaugh. He said, she said, I don't know what's true, what's a character uh, assassination or not. But I know this guy is like pretty much bought and owned by, uh, you know, Bloomberg and Giffords. He's so anti-gun. He would have been the probably the worst ATF director ever, ever on record. And yeah, uh, yeah for sure. It will it will be a problem. Uh so he's gone but you know of a pot into the fire who knows yeah, who's right. next right who
1: knows who's next that's right
2: uh, i i we we really don't know who's next so we'll we'll see we'll take it by ear one 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 uh, step at a time yeah uh the other thing is oh I was planning on going down to the Supreme Court November 3rd, but uh, we're going to be able to listen to it like in a Zoom format. Because of COVID and stuff, the Supreme Court won't open. So it will be uh, on C-SPAN, everybody. So, you know, mark your calendar September 3rd. uh, You want to go on uh, C-SPAN and uh, be able to listen to – you know, each side only gets an hour. So it's it's no more than about two and a half hours of your life, but it's interesting to hear each side – And it's interesting to hear what questions the the justices um, ask. (sighs) I got more good news, Sandy. Yes. Nick's gun sales for August 2021. Yeah. Second highest in record. (laughs) That's great. That's what what was the highest? It started to taper down. uh, The record sales in 2020, July of 2020 was the highest. So we've now had, since the election of President Obama, about 168 million guns have been added to the privately owned stockpile in the United States. Wow. How do you like that? Wow. That's incredible. They, right now they're estimating that there's over 500 million guns in the private hands in the United States. Yeah, go ahead. and Try to take those away. No, they're going to do it. Yeah, they're going to send. What's his name? Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, Hilton. Yeah, we should. Said. We, we should send him to Afghanistan.
1: We should. Yeah, maybe he can find uh, find those guns and bring those back.
2: And it's still hard to get ammo. And Biden is now banning the importation of Russian ammo. Yeah. All right, well, so, which
1: sucked anyway, but still. But still, there was people it. that would
2: use it and shoot it outside. Yeah, you know, uh, and because it it sparks and everything, and it's not the greatest uh, quality ammunition, but at least it was something for people to buy to use. Right now, just
1: Russia is known for their quality. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that's hard to believe.
2: Oh, my God, hold on one second. You don't care if I stretch, do you? Uh, I don't know if everybody will or not. We're all stretching. Well, they're going to get over it. Okay. So, you know, you were talking before how we can't get troops out of Afghanistan. Yeah. So China is in negotiation with the Taliban right now about occupying the former U.S. air base at Bagram.
1: Oh, of course. Why not? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. since since the area is... um, probably one of the largest deposits of lithium
2: Uh uh-huh you know and opium and heroin
1: yeah this that's true yeah well which chinese tend to like yes
2: well, uh, the whole con- the whole world likes tends to like that. Yeah, I think, I think but yet, so. Yeah. The, the Chinese are eager to put their hands on whatever the U.S. left at the base. Yeah, sure. Why not? And move in and gain more geopolitical power in that part of the world. So, and they'll again, be able another... to walk
1: right from China right across now. You know, I yep. mean, it's just the way it is.
2: Yep. So another <clears throat> major embarrassment to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Of course. And the Biden administration, but no, nobody really cares.
1: Oh, you know, Sleepy Joe is uh, on the payroll of the Chinese government.
2: The Chai Comms, anyway, right? It's it's anyway. It's I can't even think about it. And you were talking like before. I I uh, the State Department, and I said about this female three star general that can't tell the difference between U.S. Yeah. and U.K. troops. Believe it or not, there's a big rumble in. Uh, through the, at our military, the uniform civilian leadership, our military is corrupt and incompetent. And um, middle-level officers down are really pissed off. Oh, yeah. That one yeah. colonel or whatever, he, he uh, obviously got fired for speaking out. But it, it, we are so incompetent right now. Again, we're worrying about the Taliban's diversity. You know the yeah. government's right. diversity. well that's that's
1: a big issue issue, and of course, um, what was it? Winking, blinking and nod well, who was it who just came out uh, recently and said that uh, the uh, greatest threat uh, terroristic threat to the United States is still,
2: you know... Uh, white supremacy? White supremacy, yeah. Yeah, they will say that. Yeah, They, they all be, come
1: out. Right. Uh, I guess because we didn't fund them. So that's probably why we had to fund the Taliban who was responsible pretty much for September 11th um, and give them $85 billion. And I'm sure there's going to be some cash
2: involved in that too because they need the training and they need to buy other things. But, you know, we talk about... Um Weakness invites aggression, right mm-hmm. and uh, more than half of Americans rate biden 's handling of Afghanistan as poor. His approval numbers have plummeted, and a majority of voters don't trust any administrator's reports on Afghanistan. The Taliban, China, and Russia have been mocking the United States and the military on social media while Beijing also openly threatens Taiwan. Gloating that after the military humiliation of Afghanistan, Washington wouldn't dare defend that island nation against an invasion. I got to agree. Yeah, right. Uh I got to agree. I got to agree. Then Biden's stilted, disjointed speeches and clumsily scripted meetings with the families of the dead service members haven't helped. Nor has Vice President Kamala Harris impressed with an awkward mission to Southeast Asia, Asia that merely underscored her unfitness to take over as president if needed. You know, meanwhile, the military command has failed miserably. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Asshole. has become the butt of jokes. Yeah. A group of retired senior officers, 180 of them so far, have called on him and on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who's 12, yeah. to resign. <laughs> All right, M- Milley, who found time to lecture us on the dangers of white rage last summer, has lately vanished from sight. Meanwhile, the officers who actually do things are furious. A series of encrypted messages leaked to the media shows officers on the ground in Kabul blasting their orders, complaining that they were abandoning, being forced to leave America's behind. We are effing abandoning American citizens, wrote a colonel with the 82nd Airborne Detachment there. Regular troops were reportedly apoplectic that they weren't allowed to go rescue U.S. citizens as British and French forces were allowed to do so. And he was Marine uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, by the way, resigned after he said that they screwed up and that they should resign. So how they rewarded him for speaking out was they um, they forced him out of the military. This is a true hero. He was a true hero. What do I hear? I don't know. What do you hear? Is something going on in your place? It could be. I don't know. Sounds it. That was from the New York Post, by the way. Uh, Sandy... Uh, so if Biden can sign an executive order... Making, can he? <laughs> was that making, a question? <laughs> if he can sign an executive order forcing people to get vaccines, yeah. can he sign an executive order getting rid of our guns?
1: I don't know if he can sign an executive order forcing people to get vaccines because the federal government has absolutely no power to quarantine or vaccinate.
2: Well, his EO says... Every federal employee has to get vaccinated. Well, that's
1: again—that that's a different story. They can, because the federal government is a, um, you know, the employer, then they can do that. Um, But they can't force you and I to get the vaccines. But now they're also saying, "Thank heavens!" uh, What is going on by you? I hear sirens. That's not me. That's not me. Really. Okay, it's stuck. I'm sorry. Were you you breaking into cars again? And now I'm sure we're just entertaining the hell out of people right now.
2: Hey, you don't like it, get right. away. You stop listening. Leave. What is it, you know 11 years now you've been listening? Go stand at the lobby You're, and pull on the front door. You have nothing door. else to do for 11 years? You're listening to this yeah. dribble? Uh, amuse, amuse me. Go pull <laughs> on the friggin' locked front door where all the signs say new range entrance just, to the left. Go just ahead. follow the crowd there. <laughs> we Listen, are standing
1: right now in the lobby, five deep, trying to figure out how to open the locked door. This shaky,
2: weak <laughs> sons of bitches... He wants it. He's going to mandate vaccines. If you have over 100 employees, everybody has to get vaccinated or yeah. you have to get tested once a week. Well, I'm not sure he can carry that on out. Jeff Walensky. Hi, Anthony. Thank you for all you do in the 2A community. I came across this article and I thought you would find it interesting. Basically, it explains how all the freedoms that we are fighting for could be taken away through vaccination passports. Scary stuff. Keep up the good fight. We are praying for you. Well, Evan Nappin's been talking about how they're going to use yeah, vaccination uh, uh, passports for gun end uh, run and gun for gun confiscation, I right, Sandy? He, yeah, I think he was the first one to make those connect those dots. So they're going to analyze, track, and score every aspect of Chinese citizens' lives, and, you, and the United States is also interested in this. Okay, this is not good. This this is really really not good for us but how can the president do this and just mandate everybody where i believe it's a major overreach don't you oh yeah absolutely is and and who's gonna who's gonna Who's going to challenge it, Sandy? Nobody's going to challenge it. Now. I mean, he has now, I don't know what's going on in Texas with the abortion thing and everything, but the Supreme Court ruled, and now he's got Merrick Garland, who's the top law enforcement official whatever, figuring out a way, an end run around this Supreme Court ruling. Like, again, banana, banana republic. We keep talking about this, but there's no longer balance of powers. It's just bullyism, right? Yes, sir. I think but, so. Well, this is what happens in socialism uh,
1: for all you 25-year-olds uh, who think socialism has to do with social m- media. Uh, this is what happens. It is all about the very few who are in power at the top who will
2: make you a slave to them. That has happened forever. So, you know, the executive order that he wrote is coming through OSHA. Yeah.
1: See, they can uh, they can try to. I don't really know if it can stand that because under the public health directives, the federal government does not have those powers, but they'll find a way. I mean, this is this is what happens when you have a bloated bureaucracy, where you have towers of uh, towers of knowledge and towers of power, um, and you can utilize them. This is Woodrow Wilson's
2: wet dream. Yeah, it's. So uh, what I've been reading, um, the rule would be expedited to avoid uh, the comment period that typically allows those that would be affected by a given order to weigh in. While OSHA has authority to set certain health and safety standards in the workplace, it would be stretching its authority to claim that it can be used as a means to facilitate broader public health goals.
1: Yes, absolutely. That falls under CDC and the U.S. Public Health Service. So
2: everybody coming in, streaming in over the border, they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Which is where,
1: which is where the public health service should be, because that was always our charter: is to make sure that we we uh, we protect America from invasion of uh, of uh, of infectious diseases. Which, uh, well, you know, which is why, by the way, Ellis Island was set up. Maybe they can put us all in Ellis Island. Yeah. well, Well, yeah. Maybe we have to take over Ellis Island. Everything's upside down. We might as well. Let's all go. Yeah, or maybe that's where they're going to put us they're going to put the non-vaccinated in a different place look at what the hell they're doing in in, in Australia I mean that i't don't, I don't understand it I, they're a complete lockdown right yeah I don't I, look if you were to t- tell me 20 years ago that that America Canada Australia New Zealand, some of the freest places on earth w- would be less free than the Soviet Union I would say probably lie down wait till the drugs wear off. But I don't know. I don't recognize our country anymore. America was free at one time. It was, but uh, our kids and grandkids aren't going to even know that. Once all the history has been scrubbed. Crazy. Well, we're tearing down statues, too. Why not? I mean, you know, goodness gracious, why should there be any, all those? And now they're attacking the Constitution. Because the Constitution is, uh, it it comes with warnings now.
2: You know, I keep getting um, emails for concerts and stuff that I was planning on going to. Yeah. And now we have to show proof of vaccination or we won't be allowed in. And I bought the tickets. Like, now I have to go through a refund process or something? Yeah, I guess so. It's pretty shitty, huh?
1: Pretty It is pretty shitty, considering the vaccine is uh, waning in its efficacy, yeah. Uh, now we, you know, even the booster shot. Let's get, let's give a booster shot of the same stuff that you that is ineffective. Um,
2: but yet, um, that is the new science, I guess. So I'm outdated. So this just in, because we're talking about it. Activists from numerous gun control groups are pressing President Biden to create a White House-level gun control office that can be led by an individual who does not need any Senate confirmation.
1: Oh, man. You knew this was going to happen.
2: Members of the gun control lobby asked Biden to create an office of gun violence prevention. Okay? And the, the leader of the office could be an aide who does not need Senate confirmation. Great. March for Our Life's representative said the president promised bold action over and over again, but he's not really using uh, all of his powers to tackle the issues of gun violence. When gun he wants violence. Get, yeah, well, of course, when he wants to get things done, he's done. He does. We've we've seen the infrastructure proposals, the COVID relief plan. So I think it's really up to him to get moving on these things. This came from Breitbart, by the way. So you see, they are trying to backdoor um, out there anyway that we possibly can. They're going to backdoor some type of gun control. Listen, Biden's not running a show, but his pleas right. are. That's right. And they're all deep state operatives. Deep, deep, deep state operatives, okay? And it's scary. Biden's
1: right? not running. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> he, I don't think he understands what he had for breakfast
2: this morning. You know, Pop, uh, Fox News had a headline the other day. It was a bold thing. It said, puppet president. Is Joe Biden the puppet master or just the puppet being guiding through press conferences and public appearances? All right. According to reporter Brian Flood, uh, Biden continued his bizarre habit of implying his handlers call the shots from behind the scene on Wednesday when he concluded remarks in honor of labor unions by saying that he was supposed to do. It's not the first time in recent (laughs) days that Flood reported this. He keeps saying that. They told me I can't take any questions and that I have to leave now. So who is really running things? The same people who ran Obama. I'm not supposed to take any questions, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So who is really in charge? Listen, when you, when you win the seat of what was once the most powerful person in the world, yeah. if I had that seat, there ain't right. nobody telling me shit. goddamn right. <laughs> absolutely right. You All know? right, if I get up on the podium to speak and I'm following a script, and as I'm walking off, a reporter says something that gets my goat, I'm going right at him. I'm not going to say my people told me not to say anything, but the guy can't speak. He flubs all the sentences. He forgets. He calls everybody by their wrong name.
1: I feel bad for him. I mean, look, it, it's... Uh, I, I saw do the feel best- bad. He
2: doesn't belong there. He should be spending no. time with his grandchildren. Right.
1: Absolutely. B- before he's completely demented and doesn't even understand uh, what side of the briefs
2: to put on. Like Reagan in his last two years. Right. Exactly. It's its a sin. We shouldn't be doing this to a no, person. No, no. It's, it's, it's just... Or the country. For that matter.
1: You know, how much time do we have left? We've got uh, to take a break. Take it. All right, we're taking a break. Oh, right. <laughs> Stop it! Okay, uh, we will be back after this.
0: Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun for Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square, open the lid, and drop the Shipbag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it, back and forth. Side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin, they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem, just set it to high. And the shipbaggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch. As the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the Ship Baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more! For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, dice, and cube. The Ship Baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price. Unbelievable. So don't wait. Four and get yours today.
1: The shitbaggerator is available only at Gun for Hire Radio. Operators are standing by. Crank it on, crank it up. Let's go, crank it up, crank it up. It's Gun for Hire Radio. So did you miss us? Don't lie. Make sure. Sh- what are you doing? Stop, five-year-old John, child! I've had it with all of you. We see that
2: the over one it's million people too many, that downloaded. Many, I've
1: had it. Too many people, too many people trying to open up a closed door is what's driving <laughs> you crazy. That's where it's going.
2: <laughs> Listen, you, you have know to that stop song looking at those monitors. By MC Hammer, you can't touch this. Yeah. My, my <laughs> members, my members and followers and supporters are loving the members only range. Yes. It is the true Guntry club. It is Mount Gunmore now. 15 ports members only, ladies and gentlemen. 10 ports overflow, 13 ports. Remember, 6 ports in the 50-yard. Huge facility, almost 200 parking spaces. We're not done with the parking and the lighting, by the way. So let's talk a little bit about what I have uh, some housekeeping here. My buddy Marty, Marty brought uh, some of his vegan uh, chicken wing type things, and the staff absolutely loved them, even the people that were not vegan or vegetarian, Sandy. Well, you don't have to be vegan or vegetarian to eat that stuff. No, nope, but great. him and his lovely wife, Carol, dropped off a tray of them, and the staff nice. loved them. So check out martysvburger.com or pick his stuff up at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Also, let's go down to, don't forget my buddy, Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. His book is available on Amazon or also at the Gun for Hire Pro Shop. Make sure you support Evan Knappen, the Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Oh, my God, I'm gassy. Uh, Don't forget the quarantine fraud. Yeah. Yeah. QuarantineCrawl.com. Over 350 pro 2A business products and services. Don't send me a message asking if I know a lawyer, a roofer, a baker, or a candlestick maker. Right, just go on QuarantineCrawl.com.
1: Go on QuarantineCrawl.com, damn it. You know
2: what? You can go on QuarantineCrawl at the same time you're pulling the handle (laughs) to get in the door. Yeah, while well, you're trying to get in and can- need something else to do since you can't shoot. You correct, know? correct, Uh My book, Crime Proof, <laughs> think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. If you come in the range, I'll autograph a copy for you. If you uh, can get into the range because all the doors are locked. Correct. <laughs> uh, don't forget, Friends of the NRA Dinner is this September 24th. Wow. All right, it's at the Hunterdon Hills Friends of the NRA. Go on of the NRA, friendsofthenra.org, buy your tickets. I'll be there. Crime-Proof Books will be there. Some of my people will be there. All of the money goes, grant money goes back to the state so we can use it for good causes. Yep. Again, support those who support you. If you're standing in the lobby listening to this right now, <laughs> the doors are locked. Go out the front door make and a make right. a right and follow the balloons <laughs> right to the new front door this is a public service announcement okay what do i have oh uh before we get into learning and stuff the anti-gun media the elites are doing a public push uh for disarmament of gun people yeah okay A guest essay uh, published by the New York Times earlier this week contends Republicans in the South will be responsible for the deaths of their neighbors and constituents, including from gunshot wounds, because they are more concerned about freedom (sighs) than in what writer Margaret Renkel says is a public health emergency. Remember now, a public health emergency. That's what they want to use this.
1: They tried this in the 70s. And, and they were unsuccessful in the seventies to try to commission the public health service to deal with it, to push it that way, and it didn't work. And now they're trying
2: it again, but now they have the, they have the power, don't they? Here's, here's what it comes down to. So we all should be concerned. I'm going to read a paragraph from this. This fall, the Supreme Court will hear a case, New York State Rifle and Pistol versus Corlett, that could expand gun rights even further. Thirteen years ago. In District of Columbia versus Heller, the court for the first time recognized people's constitutional right to own firearms as individuals, not just as members of a well-regulated militia. Because everything else in the Constitution is written as a group, not an individual right. Right. Exactly. Except the Second Amendment. Except the Second Amendment. Yes. That was, you know, because that had to do with That was guns. from just just, just, the just the military. Everything else is an yeah. individual right. Right. Okay. Yeah yeah but just yeah. but just that one yeah free okay? speech
1: you know you can do that individually otherwise maybe you have to get together in a group <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> so they wrote the court recognized people's constitutional right to own firearms as individuals, not just as members of a militia. Um, they will argue, with the NRA and Andrew PC and uh, F, uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol will argue that the Second Amendment should be interpreted as granting a constitutional right to carry firearms in the streets, parks, and playgrounds. <laughs> Like, if, like they do in fear-monger, 30, 39 other states. Fear monger. If the NRA prevails, <laughs> the yeah. nearly 400 million guns in the United States will show up in even more places than they do now. Okay? Uh, let's hope so because those are the people who protect your ass. They want to convince Americans one at a time to simply not buy a gun. Right. It may ring hollow to people increasingly concerned about their own safety in the midst of shrinking police department manpower in some agencies. For example, in Seattle, the police department will lose 200 or more officers over a COVID vaccine uh, vaccine mandate by lame duck mayor Jenny Durkin. The number of active concealed pistol licenses in Washington State, and particularly in King County, where Seattle is located, is on the upswing. Okay. More than 30,000 people applied for their carry licenses. Sandy, the media is freaking out, okay? This Corlett case is scaring the hell out of them. The elites are freaking out. They do not want us, the unwashed masses, to have guns. Right. Get with the program, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Now, I got some stuff to talk about. Okay, uh, that's learning. That's later. All right, an, uh, email to Anthony and Sandy. Boy, this is a big one, but I love it. I'm gonna skip that. That's for learning later. Uh, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Rosen, his mom. He wanted to promote his mom. His mom is doing a GoFundMe. Um, she's trying to get back on uh, feet from an illness, and um, it's an easy one to remember. It's Linda Rosen, R O S E N dot org. Linda Rosen dot org. Pass it around, please. And uh share it with your friends and family. It would be nice because, you know, we know that gun people are the best people in the world, so there's nothing wrong with uh, you know, throwing a few dollars and uh, you know, keeping it in the family. I don't know if you know this. Uh it's been all over the news, but Brad Haupt sent it to me and I love Brad Haupt. Um, but uh our founding father's documents by the woke Biden administration Everything in the national, the National Archives slapped harmful content warning on our Constitution and all other founding documents. Sandy.
1: Yes, yes, it's ridiculous. It's okay. absolutely ridiculous. They're
2: saying it's racist, and they're putting trigger warnings because there's structural racism in the documents. If we forget our past, we will never learn from it, and we will repeat it over and over again. You freaking woke, weak morons. Yes. Okay, warning labels on the founding documents. Yep. Those documents allowed you idiots to speak the way you do about those documents. Yes, sir. And you want to forget them. And you want to forget them. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't recognize our country anymore. No. No. All right, so first thing for learning. I got 3 issues for learning today. Number 1, is good morning this is from a buddy Glenn I'm asking for a friend (laughs) no really I am my buddy at work is going through chemo bless him and was wondering if he was to apply for medical uh, gummies for nausea would he lose his purchase permit and could seize his guns Uh, unfortunately Glenn yes if you look at uh, federal form 4473 question 11 E are you an unlawful user of are addicted to marijuana or any depressant stimulant narcotic or drug or any controlled substance warning The use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. That is on ATF Form 4473, Glenn. You can bang or you can bong. You can't do both, per Evan Knappen. Now, if that person is temporarily on that while going through chemo, they can probably take their guns and put them in like a gun sitters or bring them to a gun store uh, for cleaning for an indefinite period of time until they're done. But that's something I get asked this question a lot, but you can't be on medicinal or recreational marijuana and also own or possess firearms. So that's learning number one. Second is a letter from uh David in Texas. Hi Anthony and Sandy. I hope the flooding that I'm hearing about up there doesn't affect you or the new range construction. I uh I got a little water in the old range, my staff handled it flawlessly. Thank you. He goes, I saw your favorite governor, Phil Murphy on T V talking about how sad he was. As much yeah, as he I've is heard- <laughs> sad. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote, As much as I've heard you mention him, I've never seen him on the national news before. How'd you like those teeth? Yeah, Dave? right. Isn't it great? He had more piano keys than a baby grand. He goes, I have a question about a couple of crime-proof books I bought. I got my own copy sent to me. Thank you. I love it. And I also ordered a couple for some out-of-state relatives. Apparently, they moved before the books arrived. And when I asked them the other day if they read the books, they learned they never received them. Well, Dave, you gave me their address. I shipped two books out. And they were delivered, but their people weren't there anymore. So I corresponded with Dave, and I shipped two new books out on me uh, to their new address. So let me know if they got them out in Slittle, Louisiana, please. Slidell? And there's no E in there, like Spidell. It's S-L-I. Oh, yeah, there is. Slidell. Sorry. <sighs> I didn't correct that. It. It's just across from Roland. So here's a jewel of info uh, that Dave is adding. David's adding. I've read in your book and heard on your show the excellent advice to stop behind other cars with enough space to see their rear tires. I would like to relate how I take that one step further. This stems from the time when I was driving a marked police car. I was more aware than most of just how visible and vulnerable police officers can be. And I had no desire to be trapped in my car during an ambush or anything like that. So I began leaving even more room in front of me at red lights. I now routinely try to stop where I can not only see the tires of the car in front of me, but where I can actually see the ground beneath those tires. I love this. He goes, this may not always be realistic if I'm in a much taller vehicle than the car in front of me, but as a rule, that's what I try to do. That way, I've got plenty of room to get out of there if necessary. I I really like that. I always look for the tires. Now I'm going to make sure I can see the asphalt under the tires. He writes, I also got into the habit of stopping in such a way that that the view from other cars to me is blocked. This really only works when I am stopped next to a single other lane of cars. If there's three or more lanes going the same direction, it's hard to do this. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to stop so driver windows aren't lined up. You know, he's trying to stop. He's putting his window, his driver's side and passenger side windows behind the rear window of the car in front of him so that they can't even so no one has a direct sight into his car like I have a friend whose wife got shot that way oh really? All right? yeah yeah that's a whole nother story I, I can talk about someday in Illinois but uh, and she, she passed by the way it was a random shooting from a paranoid drug dealer oh my god but uh, yeah because his windows were tinted oh. and the drug dealer thought it was an unmarked car So I love this idea of doing that, of stopping so people don't have um, line of sight. And I love being able to see the ground. And he wrote, it goes, again, this is something I began doing when I was driving a highly visible police vehicle. It may not be necessary for all people all the time, but in a society filled with potential road rage crazies, I still think it's a good defensive position to take. You never know who you may have inadvertently angered one or two blocks ago. This may also be a good tactic for a female, a single female or an elderly person driving alone. Why give a potential assailant the opportunity to size you up as you sit at a red light or in traffic? Anyway, as always, thanks for the great podcast and for everything else you do for the 2A community. And please let me know if you're able to track those books. Taken care of. David in Texas, thank you. This will be uh, in Crime Proof Part 72. I will be adding your uh, <laughs> your input. Right, Sam? Yeah. Great idea about lining it up. See, my oh, windows yeah. are really tinted pretty idea. black. Yeah. And it's hard for people to see in. And when I'm in a rental car or something, I forget that I'm visible. Right. And that bothers me a little bit. So, uh, a little story time for learning. So we talk about kids going back to school now, and we talk about, uh, you know, obviously they're wearing masks in school, on campus, off campus, grade school, and everything. You know, it's funny that when you lose one of your senses, it tends to hinder other senses, right? So you're going to be walking, and your breath is, you know, taxed because you're wearing a, a full mask on and stuff. It can actually hinder your your visibility, you know, and your vision and your hearing. Mm-hmm. Because you're focusing on that and your other senses are, like, not coming into play. It's happened to me where I find, like, I've gone for medical tests and I'm wearing a mask and I'm finding I'm not as aware. Yep. Because I'm focusing, I'm trying to breathe and not have my glasses fog up. Your brain
1: is doing a a ping pong. Is that
2: what it's called? No, it's just... So let's let's talk about non-lethal weapons too, and some defensive techniques, which is on page one seventy five, one seventy six of my book, right? So you got to think about force escalation, like if somebody comes at you with their fists, you know, if they're if they've been in prison or they're a seasoned fighter, or if they've taken martial arts, it could be very hard to to beat somebody like that. If it's more than one attacker, it could be almost impossible. Yeah to win in a scenario like that. And if you live in a state like New Jersey or you're on a college campus that's anti-gun or a school school grounds that's anti-gun and you're a teacher or you're a student or you're in the faculty of that school, you got to really rely on your defensive mindset and think about what, what non-lethal um, things that you can carry. Obviously, we talk all the time about uh, OC spray, lipstick bodyguard being a phenomenal one. I have to pause for a second. There's a guy in a yellow shirt holding two gun cases standing outside in the hallway pissed off because the doors are locked. And he's reading the sign. (laughs) I'm hoping he gets it. Juan, can you go out there and tell him, please? Juan is going to go out there and try to, like, wow, he's going to leave. That's crazy. Anyway, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm freaking out. And uh, products and product carriers, so we have lipstick, bodyguard, we have OC spray, we have mace, we have stuff like that. But if you don't know how to use it, if you're not carrying it deployed in your support hand, if it's in the bottom of your purse, that's going to be a problem. The guy left, Sandy. Oh, come on. The guy left. The guy got in his car and left. (laughs) It's just beyond reason. Okay, so you want to make sure if you have OC spray or lipstick bodyguard, you have it somewhere where it's deployed. You have your finger on it that, you know, when you're walking through a high crime area or something, you really, really want to make sure that you're well equipped to use it and prepared to use it. In the bottom of your purse, the bottom of your backpack, it's not going to do you any good, okay? Okay. The next thing is we talk about is tactical pens or cubitons or persuaders. You can buy them anywhere, and you can learn basic strikes, breaking uh, basic pressure points and everything, where it is definitely a a force multiplier. Mm -hmm. Poking somebody with a key is not the same as poking somebody with a tactical pen or a cubiton in the solar plexus. You betcha. Okay, the next thing we could talk about is like stun Especially guns. Especially in
1: the wintertime, right? When everybody has heavy, heavy clothes. Oh, yeah.
2: Correct. You stab somebody or you strike somebody with a with a tactical pen, you're, you're, you're on the winning team, baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing is um, we have to talk about is like stun guns and tasers. Okay? Yeah. And uh, this is very, very important that we uh, think about it. You know, uh, we have to have like a, some kind of training. You know, you have to focus on that. Like, are you going to have it accessible? Because stun guns tend to be big and bulky. Yeah, Tasers tend right. to be big and bulky. Did you train on the thing? Do you know how it yeah. works? A lot of this yes. crap can give you a false sense of security. Absolutely. You know, the other thing is on any type of improvised weapons. You know, we talk about a baseball or a soda can in a in a nylon sock. Yeah. All right, that you can use as a striking weapon. Obviously, if you don't have anything other than your keys, your keys can be used, all right? A a hammer can be used if you're in your house or something. But walking out on the street, there are so many things that you you have to think about. And defensive techniques are so important, Sandy. Like, are you prepared to fight to the death? Are you prepared to stick your finger in somebody's eye socket? Yeah. Are you prepared to kick them in the groin? Rake your fingers over them with your fingernails. Are you prepared to grab their ear and pull their ear right off their face? Or jam their nose into their skull. I mean, there is just whatever you have to do. You want to make the attacker think they picked the wrong person. You have to go back to basic animal instinct. You have to fight for the death. You want to know why? Because your damn life depends on it yes but too many people don't think about this you have to use visualization and mindset you have to look around okay i'm going to carry a tactical pen i might not be allowed to carry uh, oc spray you have to check all of you parents and uncles and grandparents and great uncles and aunts out there before you buy oc spray or taser or stun gun for a loved one make sure it's legal for them to have it a in that state b in that municipality c on that campus very, very, very important that you do that. Okay. Then the next step would be: is if you make the decision to buy them something, then what you should do is you should make sure that you properly teach them, train them with it, and test them with it. So, um, cousin, uh, nephew Lorraine, uh, nephew Lorraine, niece Lorraine comes to visit for Thanksgiving, and you bought her that self defense thing. Ask her where it is. Pull her aside. Don't embarrass her in front of everybody. Right, okay? Right. Pull her aside and say, uh, where is it? Show me it. Okay? You, you understand? Like, let's go through this and make sure that you um, you were doing the right thing. Just buying something uh, for somebody and handing to them is not. Not the right thing to do. You understand? Because people
1: do the same thing with that as they do with a gun. They buy a gun, stick it in the nightstand with with
2: with, with a, a, a box of bullets, and they think they are protected. Correct. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. All right. So what we want to do is we want to um, we want to make sure that they're trained. Make sure that they have everything they need as possible. The right tools. Buy them a new one. Every semester when they go back to school, the, the beginning of a school year in September, buy them a new mace. Hey, you still got that tactical pen I bought you? Let me see it. Let's you know what? Let's review a little bit. Let's go over it. And you know what you're going to hear? Oh, Uncle Jerry, you're what you're you're <laughs> crazy. You worry too much. You did this, you do that, you do this, you do that. I don't give a shit. It's our job as the alphas, as the sheepdogs. It's our job to make sure that we can do the best we can to make sure they're equipped when they go out into the public. Okay? I have another public service announcement. If you're in the lobby, if you're in the old lobby of Gun For Hire and you're standing there and the doors are locked, step back outside onto the sidewalk, look to your right and you follow the black and red balloons if they're still there and the new entrance for the Gun For Hire range is right there. Okay? Uh, Sandy, you want to talk about your raffle? Because I'm done.
1: (laughs) Well, we are... uh... We are raising money to uh, provide care to disabled veterans who are homebound and uh, veterans who are in desperate need of memory care. Uh, you can go to gofundme.com and look for VHS Victor Hotel Sierra of Ocean County. VHS of Ocean County. Um, and I would also please suggest that uh, you visit Linda Rosen com and um, and and donate to that too. It is for a very very good cause, kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. And please tell everybody you know about those two uh, funds. And come down to the new range and go to the right door.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Well, Wrap it up, Bia. Well, looks like you've, from the
1: voice of God, it looks like you've you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a kind of Think Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York, on behalf of my done co-host and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio. Use the proper door. Uh, <laughs> We love you guys. To the left, to the left, to the left, left, to the left, to the left. Right, when you're standing at the building, look to the left. Follow the follow the uh, the bouncing ball.
2: Hopefully, hopefully,
1: we love you guys. See you next week.